This week's episode of An Extra Glance is sponsored by Your Motivational Power Hour, a show in this summer's Minnesota Fringe Festival, which offers a satirical look at motivational speaking, featuring yours truly and several other inspiring speakers. Coming this August to the Minnesota Fringe. Hi, I'm Ed Burke, and welcome to An Extra Glance, where I look behind the scenes of stories from the news and from history, this week looking at one more thing that millennials are ruining. Last Friday, the CDC released preliminary findings showing that the U.S. birth rate had fallen to record low levels. This story was picked up by a number of news outlets, including the Washington Post, and in my local paper, the headline for that Post article was that millennials are to blame for the falling birth rate. Well, why not? If we can blame millennials for the decline of mediocre chain restaurants, overpriced department stores, and poorly designed suburbs, then surely we can blame them for ruining America by failing to produce enough babies. And, given the millennials are of the right age to be having children, it does seem logical that on some level they bear some responsibility for the declining birth rate. And yet, a thought was bouncing around in the back of my mind. Didn't the birth rate start declining rapidly at the height of the housing crisis? Maybe instead of blaming millennials, we should be blaming the older generations who over-leveraged themselves to buy houses they couldn't afford, the banks who lent them money, the Federal Reserve that kept interest rates low even as the housing market spiraled out of control, etc. Ah, but that's a fool's errand. And I'm not going to worry about blame. But I am going to take a look at the numbers and try to get a sense of what's happening. Since about 1990, the birth rate in the United States has hovered around replacement level, which is to say, slightly over two births per woman. This is the rate at which the population should remain fairly stable, not counting the effects of immigration. This distinguished the United States from many other industrialized countries. Countries like Germany, Japan, and Italy had birth rates well below one and a half children per woman, and if the rate was higher in other industrialized nations it was still almost always well below 2. To be sure, even as the U.S. birth rate exceeded that of most developed countries, much of the rest of the world had higher birth rates, most notably sub-Saharan Africa, where nearly 6 children were born on average to each woman. The birth rate in the United States peaked in 2007 at 2.12 births per woman, but then began to fall rapidly. At the time, many people attributed this to the housing crisis and subsequent recession. But while that analysis may be true, it's also true that the birth rate continued to decline even as the economy improved. By 2016, the birth rate had fallen to 1.82 births per woman, a 14% drop. It's also true that Europe suffered through the same recession and took longer to recover, and yet the EU actually saw a modest 1.2% increase in birth rate over the same period. In 2007, the U.S. birth rate was higher than any country in the European Union. Today, France, Ireland, and Sweden all have higher birth rates. Should we be worried that this is the beginning of a long-term decline, that the U.S. will actually start losing population as is already happening in countries like Japan and Spain? Well, perhaps. But actually, our birth rate has been this low before. At the end of the baby boom, the birth rate fell dramatically from more than 3.5 births per woman in 1960 to just 2 in 1970, finally bottoming out at 1.74 births per woman in 1976. It hovered below 1.9 until the late 1980s, 
but then rose to stay at or near replacement level for the next two decades. We may be in the midst of a long-term decline, or we may be at the end of a temporary dip, and we won't know which it is for several years. What's driving the change? Most notably, a decline in birth rate for people in their teens and early 20s. Although the teen birth rate had been falling gradually since 1990, it fell a whopping 46% from 2007 to 2015, more than three times the rate of decline of the previous period. Meanwhile, the birth rate for women aged 20 to 24, which had previously been fairly stable, fell 27%. Birth rates have actually been increasing for women in their 30s and 40s, but nowhere near enough to offset the decline among younger women. The other driver is a significant drop in the birth rate among Hispanics. This shows up both in faster declines among younger women and in a stable birth rate for women above age 35 compared to a rising birth rate for that age group among other women. Overall, the birth rate for non-Hispanic women has fallen 8%, while the birth rate for Hispanic women has plummeted 25%. That said, the Hispanic birth rate is still higher overall than the birth rate for other women and is currently a bit above replacement level. In fact, Hispanics are the only reason that the U.S. stayed near replacement level for so long. Among the rest of the population, births haven't topped two children per woman since the early 1970s. Even if our low birth rate continues, it will be many years before our population starts declining. The population of people in their 20s and 30s is much larger than the population of people in their 60s, 70s, and older. But in another decade or so, that won't be true. And if our birth rate doesn't go back up, then it's possible that the United States will add its name to the list of the countries whose populations are declining. Worldwide Fertility Data from the World Bank National Statistics for Population, Fertility, and Death come from the CDC's Vital Statistics Report. My website is edburke.net. Follow me on Twitter or Facebook at edburkemsp. M as in Minneapolis, SP as in St. Paul. See you next week on An Extra Glance.